0: What's up, everybody? My name is Brady Morgan, and I'm the host of The Budge Trek Podcast. If you haven't already, head over to Apple Podcasts, hit that subscribe button, and please leave us a review. But before we dive in, I want to talk about our sponsor. Are you a business owner and struggling to manage the finances behind your business? Or maybe you're spending endless amounts of time trying to determine the overall financial direction. If so, I want to acknowledge my company, Financial Automation. Through the creation of custom financial dashboards, to financial consulting, to financial literacy education, we're committed to helping entrepreneurs take control of the finances behind their businesses. If you're interested in learning more, go to www.financialautomation.co and book your free strategy call. now. Onto the show. What's up, everybody? My name is Brady Morgan. I'm the host of the Budget Trick podcast. And today I am here with Mike C-Rock He is the CEO of People Building Inc., a Grant Cardone licensee. He has a top 100 podcast, What Are You Made Of? And he is one of the top business leaders to follow in 2020. Mike, what's going on, man? What's up, Brady? How you doing, man? Thank you. Good. Thank you for having me on. Good, man. Good. Thanks for coming on. So that's quite the resume. And before we dive into your story, I want to tell my audience a little bit more about myself. So Budget Trek started as a podcast kind of documenting me and my wife's journey towards financial freedom and the struggles and successes along that journey. And along the way, kind of took a pivot of what we primarily talk about, and that's struggles. Struggles on the entrepreneurial journey. Uh, Kind of the stuff you incur along the way that you notice and the stuff that you don't really notice until you've already passed it. So, before we dive into your story and how that plays a role into the foundation and purpose of this podcast, I always ask this first question, Mike, what is the dumbest thing you have ever spent money on?
1: Man, I'll tell you what, there's so many to, to, to choose from. That's why I have, this is a tough question because of that. It's not that I haven't had many. Uh, probably, you know, the dumbest thing is probably a vehicle you know, spending over a hundred grand on a vehicle for what, uh, you know, like I, I don't, I don't understand it now at my age right now. It's like, uh, I'm good just with a golf cart.
0: <laughs> so
1: I would say, I would say the Benz that I bought one time and still own um, that I don't really, I don't know. doesn't do much for me anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know, man. And there's a lot of people that say that a lot, a lot more people my age will say drinking and on the weekends, bottle service and whatnot. I actually interviewed John a and he said he spent about half a billion dollars or no half a million dollars on bottle service one year, just trying to impress people and trying to hang out with the wrong crowd and, you know, taking clients out and whatnot. So, I mean, there's several different ways you can spend dumb money, but a car like that can definitely be one of them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then as far as going out and things, I'm sure, yeah, I did that as well. But, uh, you know, and that—that's important to understand. That's a good note to to realize that the cars really don't impress people. They either piss people off that are haters, or the people that aren't really haters that they, they—they forget about it quick. They don't like when you first get the car, for example, or you first take someone out. They may, you know, the, the non-haters they may enjoy it, but then they forget about it. So, what did you really accomplish?
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: So, I'd rather you know invest money now into helping people and also. Figuring out ways to have my money make babies.
0: Yep. Yep. That's a good way to put it, man. That's a good way to put it. So, I'm going to give you an opportunity to tell your story, your version of your story, how you started, what made you want to be an entrepreneur, so on and so forth.
1: Well, so first of all, my story starts with a fire that was lit when I was 11 years old. Um, I came from a broken home. I don't remember my parents together. And, you know, I lived with my dad for three years, and despite him being well off and having, you know, his own business and making money. It wasn't a very healthy environment for kids to grow up in. There was a lot of conflict amongst the adults, whether it was envy or just psychological problems or what, what the issue was. However, as a kid, a lot of it was taken out on me and uh, my my brothers and sisters. So, you know, when I was about 11 years old, I decided to move away from my dad's house back to my mom's. And when he found out about it, he told me to get in my room, and I was waiting in my room for like felt like forever. And apparently, he had some court papers that were delivered to him. And when that happened, he basically was caught off guard, I think. And so, my dad um, always had this wad hundred dollar bills in his pocket, and I looked up to him for that. And you know, he's a mason, a lot of cash jobs, so I'm sure he had a lot of cash around. And I I wasn't sure if he was in the mafia or what. I, I didn't know, you know. <laughs> so, um, but I always looked up to him for this wad of hundred dollar bills because. The, you know, we got things with that. It wasn't about like the paper. It wasn't about cash. It wasn't about, it was about the fact of what we got with that money. And he would always flash that around. Like it was important. So as a kid, him being my hero, I always looked up to him for that. So when he found out that I wanted to move, he asked if this is true, you want to move back with your mom? And I said, yeah, I want to, I want to do, you know, get out of this environment. He took that wad, a hundred dollar bills and peeled one off, crumpled it up and threw it at me and said, you're going to need this when you're living on the streets with your mother one day. And so You know, I tell the story not to tear my dad down, but as an 11-year-old kid, man, this something like this happening to him when your hero gives up on you. Mm -hmm. You know, you can go a bunch of different directions. I happen to have two thoughts that cross my mind. One, you're not going to be right. I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm stubborn. Tell me I can't do something. I'm going to make sure I figure out a way to do it. And number two... I'm going to help other people that have been in this situation because I care about people and I want to see other people succeed. Even if they went through that, I want to show them that you can still succeed without that. So I think that my entrepreneurial journey kind of started there. My drive started there and everybody in my family from my grandparents, my uncles all had their own businesses. So I kind of saw that I never had to pay, like uh, fill out a resume before. I never really filled out a job application before. (laughs) I've always been able to get jobs and stuff growing up via relationships that I had with family or what mm-hmm. have you. And then, you know, just right now I have a mortgage company that I um, have a large division for, Nation's Lending. And the way the mortgage business works is you you work for the company, but I operate the business like a, a P&L, just like an uh, it's, it's entrepreneur situation. So right. that's that's one of the things that I'm working on now, along with the people building that you mentioned.
0: So what is people building? Because I noticed that's the first line item in – your Instagram bio. So normally when I introduce people onto the show, I go straight to their Instagram bio because that's probably what they want most people to see and or hear. So what is people building? How did that come about? Um, I'm assuming it's it's building people up to become the best versions of themselves or something like that.
1: Yeah. So I'm in the mortgage business, as I mentioned, and every day I wake up, I realized more and more that mortgages is our vehicle. Mm-hmm. That's what we do to you know help people make money and all that. But when I build the people that in our organization, we're approaching 40 employees now. And when I build, I found like I started working on building the people in my organization. Our business tended to grow and also our customer base started to grow. They got treated better and uh, our revenue started to grow. So I figured, you know what, this is, uh, this is like making a whole lot of sense. It's not a coincidence that the fact that you build your people, you get better results. Mm-hmm. So I started looking at things like this week, for example, we're focusing on leadership. How can we develop better leaders amongst our people? And I'm not talking about just the leadership team. Everybody in our organization could be a better leader. And if they're all better leaders, then when you bring more people in, they engulf those new employees into the culture and lead them and influence them into being better people. So, for example, being a leader, one of the main, John Maxwell talked about this, one of the main ways to be a leader is influence. And that's really Mm -hmm. the only way. If you can't influence people, you're not leading people. Right. Right. So that's 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 one of the main uh, areas that we focus on with our people building is leadership. We also look at financial literacy, emotional response, mindset, spiritual, physical. Um, there's one other one I can't think of right now. There's eight areas, and so we started focusing on our own group in our company. And then I said, you know what? I can't just keep this to ourselves. This is too good to, to keep in house. We got to share it. So we started thinking if we can help companies build their people, make them more profitable make them more, uh, their, their foundation, more sturdy, culturally, way, way better. This, this has some value to it. So we started the company, People Building Inc., and we're starting right now to reach out to companies and start counseling and consulting them on bu- building their people.
0: So what's your advice for a company that has habitually not built their people up? And then you guys come in and say, hey, obviously what you're doing is wrong. What's the first step to making them start to – empower their employees to be better versions of themselves well you have
1: to start with the leadership and you have to show them examples of what not building their people is doing to them so first like i call it painting the picture mm-hmm. you know uh i don't know if you're old enough to remember but there's a guy named bob ross he used to have an afro and he yeah. was on public television and he painted the pictures right and he already always started with a blank canvas and he painted the picture of what he wanted to wanted people to see right i believe that anytime you're in a situation where you're trying to sell someone on something or influence them in something you need to paint the picture. So painting the picture in this case would be showing them examples in their organization, their employees, their revenue, uh, their issues that they deal with as a company of why it is important to build their people. Mm -hmm. And that's where you start. And then from there you get the leadership on board and then you basically paint the picture to them as well on, if you don't do this, here's what's going to happen. And you need to start telling your people that we're going to go this route because we want to take the company somewhere, paint a, a, a picture of a, a vision of where you want the company to go and then get with the individual employees to make
0: sure that you're also aligning with their goals as well. Do you foresee, and that's, that's really good, and I think a lot of companies need that, but I don't know how far you are into it, but I assume there's probably going to be some leaders within organizations that say, no, I don't need this. I know you painted the picture for me. But I'm good. I don't have the time for this. Whatever. What's your response to that? Because I assume a lot of people are stubborn, like you said. You're stubborn too. Everyone is stubborn in their own way, and some people might be saying, "Well, I manage the people the way I want to manage them. Nothing's changing." Well, h- how do you respond to that?
1: Well, a couple things. First of all, I always agree with them. Sure, of course you. Of course you don't have the time. That's what we're we're here for. Right. Okay. So. A lot of times people will tell you things and all they're doing is complaining or just they're not really objecting. They're just trying to blow you off. It's a reaction. Right. Right. So we always agree with them and then we acknowledge it and then move on to to what our process is for closing the deal is basically asking more questions. And then as you ask more questions to them and they answer the questions, they sell themselves on why they need it. (laughs) And so, but the other thing is, is that if you get someone that's just not willing to answer your questions... You can't help everyone. Exactly. Somebody wants to be helped. You know, you, I'm in search of those that want help and, and want to be better. And if they don't want to be better, then you can't help them. So anytime you're coaching someone, the opportunity for a coach or consultant only is valuable when the people are here. I don't know if, you're, if this is on video or not as well, but the people are in one place and where they want to go is far from them. Right. If where they are and where they want to go is really short distance, the the opportunity for coaching or consulting to be successful is not really there. So I'm looking for people, and again, it's a numbers game, Brady. I'm not listen. There's there's I don't know billions of people on this planet. I don't know how many people in the United States that I can help. Like I don't know millions, right? Mm -hmm. So I know that there's a million. You got to have an abundance mindset, not scarcity. So if somebody's not interested and they won't let me ask questions, I just move on to the next person. I create a massive funnel. To go after people to the point where there's so many people, as long as I understand that and I just keep going after so many people each day, and my team goes after so many people each day, there's, there's plenty of people to be helped and plenty of yep. people that will listen. So you don't necessarily have to worry about the people that don't answer your questions.
0: Exactly. And, and that, that's a, a principle that we tell our team under us. So when they're doing lead generation, right, you're reaching out to people, you're trying to get some leads into our service, and some people are going to respond negatively or, you know, give you these roundabout responses. And I say, the longer you focus on these people who probably aren't going to work with us, even if we did convince them to hop on a call, is taking away time to help someone that actually needs our help. So that's kind of the way we look at it is, is if, if someone gives you that rude response or it's just automatically like, no, I don't need your help. I'm not answering your questions or why are you reaching out to me? Just like, okay, cool. Have a nice day. Glad we're connected and go. now.
1: Well. Now I will tell you that I will not stop calling those people. <laughs> I will not take them off. my. You know, they'll be getting emails. They'll be getting texts. They'll be getting yep, follow up because right when you call someone, it may not be the best time. You know, a guy's yeah, wife might've gave him a bunch of crap before he left for work that day. His employees yeah. might be having a nine one one. It's going on. And you called them at that period of time. And that it's just, wasn't well, the timing wasn't right. So we, we always in a mortgage business. were like this too. Like, dude, we're going to either sell them or they're going to die. One of those two <laughs> is going to happen. And right. so if you have that mindset, but again, you want to have a big funnel of people and then really, yeah, you want to spend most of your time on the people that are willing to listen.
0: Right. Yep. 100%, man. So since this is on video, I, I see your shirt, your hat and the backdrop behind you. What are you made of? So your business isn't called that. I'm assuming this is a slogan that fuels you. I know your podcast is called this. Uh, what? How did this slogan come about? What made you think okay, I need to start implementing this into my business life and start marketing it.
1: Yeah. So uh, when I, the story I told you when I was 11, um, among that, that situation, as well as being in court a lot when I was a kid for custody battles and all this other stuff and seeing ch- child psychologists, as a young kid, man, I went through some awkward situations. When my dad threw the $100 bill at me and gave up on me, I didn't just leave his house that day. I had to stay at that house until the courts figured out where I was going to move and live. Mm -hmm. And so talk about awkward situations. So I've been through a lot and I look at every opportunity that I go through some kind of setback, negativity, or letdown as a training session for my future. And so I've always been fueled by setbacks or awkward situations or training opportunities. So what are you made of is something that I I believe in positive self-talk. I say that a lot. Um, If I go through some tough times, I might say, man, I'm built for this. I got this. Let's Mm -hmm. go. And yeah. so when I was thinking about the movement to start and the podcast I was going to start, What Are You Made Of just stuck out. And then also we talk about Waymo all the time because Waymo stands for uh, What Are You Made Of? So it's kind of like a, a rally cry, right? But right. the thing is, is that, you know, the, the dominating rule that we have created with this movement, the Waymo movement is to turn all setbacks into rocket fuel for your future. And once people can get an understanding of this and really grasp this concept, their life is never the same anything mm-hmm. that they come across that didn't go the way they wanted it to or they look at it as a setback or negativity they do, they understand okay this is part of the process this is a training session it's fuel i need this kind of stuff to happen it means i'm on the right track and mm-hmm. it changes
0: everything brady and, and that that is i'm glad you brought that up because as i mentioned beforehand a lot of things we talk about within this podcast is struggles and i think people have this false conception that if you become an entrepreneur you're going to make all sorts of money it's going to be easy and it's the way to go, right? But if that was the case, everybody would be an entrepreneur. So having that, that push that when it does get tough, you say, what are you made of? What am I made of? How am I going to get past this? What, what's your advice? I mean, I, I know you have this slogan, but for those people who want to become entrepreneurs, they don't know where to start, and then they do start, and they hit that first brick wall, and they're thinking, man, this sucks. I, I, I should probably turn back. What's your piece of advice? How do they keep moving forward even if they haven't heard of your slogan? You Instead a brick wall, you
1: see the brick wall back there, right? Yeah. You either bust <laughs> through the brick wall, you go over the brick wall, you go around the brick wall, you, you figure out a way to do it. And if you don't mm-hmm. know how, then you find somebody that knows how. Who yeah. can I talk to? Who can I call? Who can I reach out to? Who can I Google search online on YouTube to find out how to get over this wall or through it or around it? And that's called a mentor. And you can have a mentor interpersonal talking to them. You can have one from a distance watching YouTube videos. Like, like with Grant Cardone, for example, guys, I started, I didn't know Grant. I, I didn't meet him right away. I started watching his YouTube videos, reading his books, getting involved and immersed in his content and constantly absorbing it. And then I started investing in him because I wanted to invest in anything that he could possibly give me to get to where I wanted to go. So I'll tell you a little story. I was in a mortgage company for 12 years and we had a great company. we were making money except for the fact that our culture sucked. So when you don't have a good culture in a company, you can make money for a period of time, but eventually it's going to crumble mm-hmm. because when you go into hard times or tough times and a person's faced, one of your employees is faced with a tough decision, they're always going to choose themselves over the team. So I needed to figure out how can I build a, so, so by the way, we left the company, we went to a new company called Nations Lending, okay? We do home loans. And when we went to this new company, we said, we got to start with culture because this is the reason that the other company failed who can I go to that has a great culture? Who can I go talk to that has developed a great culture that knows how to build? And I went looking for that. So as an entrepreneur, if you run into a roadblock or a brick wall, you need to look and find the person that knows how to get over that problem that you're dealing with. Go find them. And and here's the thing. I I, I don't want this to come off the wrong way, but when I want something, I, I've always been like this. I I, I get it. Mm-hmm. I, get, I I get it. And the reason is it's not, I'm spoiled. I didn't have things handed to me. It's that when I want something, I commit to it, and I figure it out, and I remove all obstacles. And that's, that's what I've always done, and I've always get – like if I set my mind to something, I don't know when, how fast it's going to happen, but over time, it will happen. So when you're in an entrepreneurial situation, if you really want something, you have to be committed. Mm-hmm. Don't go into entrepreneurship and start a business if you don't know what you want. You have right. to know what you want, be clear on it, be committed to it, and then have daily targets that you're going after every single day to get to it. When you have that level of commitment and you run into a brick wall, you don't run or lay lay off. You go find someone that can help you. And so that's
0: my advice for that. So did y'all actually bring Grant Cardone in to help with the culture? Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. We, we are, we're on Cardone university. I have almost 40 employees now. We train on it every day. We believe in training, but not only that I keep investing in Grant and his team and they've invested their time and energy into me and my team. And every time I, invest money, I say invest notice. I didn't say spend. Right. And every time I invest money, my returns are way more than I ever spent with them. Mm-hmm. And so then I decided to be a card and licensee because that message that I learned, I want to help get that word out along with my content that I have. And uh, you know, that's it's invaluable. It's invaluable. So absolutely we have they've uh here's the other thing. When you're in business and you purchase something from someone, whether it's a product or a service, you should do your part to make that company or those people look good. And what I mean by that is when I signed on with Cardone University for my team, I told their sales reps, guys, we're going to be a beacon of light for your company. We're going to be a case study for your company to show how well this works. I told them that on day one, and that was uh, about a year and a half ago. And from day one till 30 days, we our business went up 25%. And then after that, Three months in, it went up 40% and then it went up 400% year over year. Wow. Because I set a goal, I committed to it, a vision. And then every day we said, we got to train every day and then we got to implement these things so that we can be a beacon of light, like I said, for this company to show that it works. And so that if we can help, if they're going to help us make more money, have a better culture, our business builds and grows, then we can help them by when they're selling their product to some other company, we can show them that it works
0: yeah no, that's awesome. and I've never personally invested in Grant Cardone courses. I have a few of his books. Um, the guy is an animal <laughs> he He definitely knows what he's talking about. but not only that, but I think he the people under him are are animals as well. I think it's Jared Glant. I think that's his name mm-hmm. you You see these people on social media and you see the way they portray themselves and, and how hungry they are for success and it, and it's it's contagious, right? It doesn't yeah. matter, and and, and it kind of seems like that whole, that whole enterprise, just the Grant Cardone enterprise. People just buy in, and you can tell too, because I've never been personally to a 10x Growth Con, but I saw videos and pictures and whatnot of his this past year, and just the people that he has coming and speaking there: Kevin Hart, John Travolta, I think Floyd Mayweather was there. If you're getting people that are that big to buy into a conference that you're doing. I think you're probably doing something right.
1: <laughs> so let me, yeah, let me ask you a question then. How come you haven't invested into any of the programs
0: besides books? If you've seen that, I'm curious. I, I've seen that. And I think the reason being is because our business is fairly new. It is fairly new. And the things we're investing in right now is researching ourselves, uh, was actually going to be the next thing. We're also developing software. So software is a bit more expensive and time consuming, not to mention paying the software developers. So, I think it's, uh, it's kind of staying lean right now, but I know for a fact when the time comes and the software is developed uh, and we do have to go that sales route of, hey, we got to start selling this thing like crazy. Mm-hmm. And yes, absolutely. But I think as of right now, it's the, we could buy it, but I don't think we would have the time to implement anything as of now. So. Yeah,
1: so here's the thing, and this is a lesson for everyone listening Cardone University changed our organization. Like mm-hmm. it, it blew, I already knew some of the stuff, but it basically allowed my people to hear it from somebody else. And it also gave me validation to be hard on my team and hold them accountable. Right. And so, Cardone University, you can get right now, anybody listening, you, you can get it for like a hundred bucks a month. And you have access to this whole program. And then you right. could study, you could take the videos every single day. So, to me, I know for a fact, and, and again, I don't know much about your business, but I know for a fact that if you spend 100 bucks a month on that, that you would make tens of thousands, if not hundreds oh, yeah. of thousands of dollars from it. Yeah. So anybody starting a new business, you got to get on it right away. Because what's going to happen really is what it, it's not with the $100 a month or whatever it costs. It's what it's costing you not to be on it. Because what's happening is there's, and, and it all comes down to this, K-N-O-W. What you don't know, you don't know, right? Exactly. But if you knew what was in there and what it does for you, and I'm not just talking about Cardo. I'm talking about any kind of sales training, mentorship, any kind of thing like that. If you don't know, you don't know, but you got to start thinking about not what it's costing you to do it, but what it's costing you not to do it.
0: Opportunity costs. Absolutely. And
1: yes. And, and I'm telling you right now, there's, there's, you know, I wish I would have got on it years ago. I wasted so much time and whether it's this training or anything else, I believe in this one because we do it and we've seen the results, but mentorship. Like every day, like you go to bed, one thing you should think about when you go to bed is who can I talk to tomorrow? Who are the people tomorrow that I could talk to that would change my life or help me get closer to my goal? Mm -hmm. That should be a clear thought every day that you go to bed, that you're thinking about that before you go to bed to prepare yourself for tomorrow. And people are the people, people are the things that can get you where you got to go besides yourself. Nobody's ever gone. Nobody's self-made. Nobody's done things by themselves. Everybody that's done anything great's had somebody help them, taught them, boosted them, supported them. So to me, man, it's a no brainer. And when somebody says to me, like, you know, I'm, tr- I'm trying to, uh, I'll get on at some point or new, like you said, I'm not trying to bust your chops by any means. I'm just no, no, trying to help good. your audience. You're good. You're good. I'm trying to help your audience. Like, this is the time to be on it. Not later, not, not after all the bad habits have started, mm. Not after you've had could have had opportunity to influence someone to help your business grow faster. You know, so those are the kinds of things. And I, I the reason I know that is I've done it. Like yeah. I did it before. I said the same stuff, man. You know, and and I, I just don't want to see anybody else go through that.
0: Yeah. No, no, that, that's definitely good. And I I definitely agree that waiting to invest in yourself is never the way. You know, and, and to be completely honest, yeah, I was waiting, but I'm probably gonna look at it after this call just to see, okay, how can we use this now? right? And it's you, not
1: just, it's it's not just money. It's time you got to invest, right? Exactly. Exactly. But, but the thing is, is, if you can watch something for a period of time, 15, 20 minutes a day, but it saves you two hours a day, you're in the green brother.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. No, that's good. And I'm glad we're on this topic because when I was first starting as an entrepreneur, well, i say entrepreneur, I started with a podcast. I didn't, I didn't want to spend any money because I'm thinking like, one, my podcast was about, it started about personal finance. So I was like, it's not probably the most financially uh, good way to spend money, just a bunch of money on everything and, and tell my audience about it. But I think when you invest in that first mentor, that first course, that first book, that first whatever, and you implement it, then you're hungry to keep doing it, right? Mm-hmm. So like we've invested personally through our business. Yeah, we've invested in courses. Um, nothing as extensive as the Grant Cardone thing. But we have interns under us. We have virtual assistants under us. We have other team members under us. And we tell them every day that your personal development does mean something to us. Because in my opinion, your team is only as strong as the weakest member. And if everybody is weak when it comes to personal development, if they don't know anything about the business or how to grow the business, then what are we really doing? They're just filling a seat at that point. So I definitely agree with everything you're saying. And I mean, it's opened my eyes too. I'm going to go look at the training after this and see, hey, do we need this? Do we not need it? you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's one thing. Also, the other thing is talking about investing in a podcast that you did or your business or whatever the case is. Podcasts get you known, right? It's great way for branding, right? And attention is the new currency as, as Grant says, attention is how you make money. If nobody knows you, nobody flows you, right? That's what he says all the time. So here's the thing. Businesses, entrepreneurs, salespeople, anything. The reason businesses fail, the biggest problems they have is nobody knows who they are and or if somebody knows who they are they forgot about them think mm-hmm. about it the best known company wins not the best company
0: yeah no that that's actually that's actually key too because you know especially on social media right there's this false misconception that followers followers equate to success or equate to how good someone is at something and i would agree with that to an extent right but i think People when they are on social media and they recognize, hey, the amount of influence I have on someone is when they come to my page. What do they think the first three seconds they're on there? Right now for me, I'm not the best at social media. Going to be completely honest with that, because when you go on my page, it's uh, it's pictures of me and my wife, and it's like two thousand followers. I go to your page and it's hundred and something thousand followers, and it instantly says CEO at something. So I'm like, okay, this guy's the real deal right? It entices you to keep looking. Now I'm, I'm giving myself this advice too, like, come on, Brady, step it up. But uh, you're right. Attention is a new currency. And I think attention more so as like when it comes to social media, how much attention is someone paying to the content you're posting? And do they like it or not? Do they like your page? And if they do like that, they're going to dig deeper. What does this guy offer? What does he do? Can I purchase something? Can I get something for free? And Grant Cardone, I remember when I was in college and him and Ty were still popular, but they weren't you know, the way they are now. And I remember seeing an interview, I think it was with Ty Lopez, and he says, the way I got big is I was everywhere, every single day at every time. So every single ad you passed, Ty Lopez or Grant Cardone, they Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, everywhere, and it's paid off because they have people's attention now because people were curious. So I completely agree with that. Attention is a new currency because in today's world, everybody wants the same thing. Everybody wants to grow their business to that next level, but you have to have the attention to do so. Yeah,
1: so that's another thing. So when I started the What Do You Made Up movement, I woke up every morning, I still do it. I'm obsessed with how can I get known? How can I get this word out? What are different ways that I could do this? When I first started as well, I told my assistant, I want listen, I want to be on all platforms. I don't care like TikTok, LinkedIn, (laughs) YouTube, every every single platform. And when somebody Googles my name or what are you made of, I want them to like it be a big list, man. I don't want it to be just have to dig and search and find out who Mike Searock is. And so we started that about a year ago. And it has grown like exponentially because I was committed to it. It all starts with commitment. And when you're committed to something, you will move hell or high water to get what you want. And so when you do that, then you also relay that commitment to those around you. And then mm-hmm. they start helping you. And then everything, their thoughts and everything are supporting you as well. And you remove the people that hinder you. Like, you know, my, I I always say a lot, this is a big, big deal to me is remove all obstacles, including people. Exactly. If you're scared to do that, that means that you're okay with people stealing your dreams. And I'm not allowed, I'm not allowing people to do that to me, man. I, you know, and if
0: they don't like it, tough shit. Get on board with me. Have you had situations where you've had to let go of employees because of that? Absolutely. And every time we've
1: let employees go that didn't get on board or were culture problems or cancers or whatever the case is, our business shot up.
0: Yeah. And that's something I definitely agree with. I was talking to a buddy of mine, uh, since we are developing software, you, yes, you need someone that's very, very smart. Don't get me wrong. But if that person doesn't believe in the long-term vision for the software, it can derail really fast. So I was talking to my buddy, and I was like joking with him, hey, man, you're going to be my CTO one day. Don't worry. He said, well, I don't think I'm the smartest software developer you know. I said, I don't care about you being the smartest software developer. I care about you having the same vision as me. Because you can can get smarter, but it's a lot harder to gain a vision that you don't believe in. So I agree with that 100% of what you're saying.
1: Yeah, you have to have alignment, man. Alignment is so important because if you think about a – Something going down, like a stream, right? Going down, flowing. And then there's fish swimming upstream like salmon do, right? It slows the water up and it interrupts the flow. And that's not good. You want to have a smooth flow. And anything that's in the way, again, well, any obstacle, you have to remove it. To exactly. Figure out a way to remove it. And, you know, I live by that. And, you know, I here's the other thing too, Brady. A lot of people go through life and they'll complain about things. They won't be happy with things. But yet they won't do it, anything to change it. Exactly. Like I was just thinking, like I'll – Once a week, I'll go through my schedule. And if I don't like what I'm doing daily, I'm not enjoying what I'm doing daily. I figure out a way to get somebody else to do it or I remove it. And because I don't, dude, life's short, man. I want to live the way I want to live. And I can be successful by doing it that way. So, you know, that's the way I operate, man. And I'm not around people that don't align with my goals at all because, dude, it's hard enough to reach your goals without those people.
0: Yeah. Oh no, I, I agree with that, man. Especially having people on your team that don't agree. Uh, and not only that, but maybe people that are, I wouldn't say they don't agree with your goals, but I mean, tell me your thoughts on this. People that are just not good fits in the sense that they just don't get it. They don't get your vision. They don't get your goals. It's not that they don't agree with them. They just can't align themselves. like, I want to align myself, but I just don't, I don't no, understand. No, it's
1: not that. It's not that. It's not that. It's for, first of all, any leader, it's your job. To be able to, again, paint the picture, mm-hmm. share your vision clearly with your team. That's 100% responsibilities on the leader to do that. Now, it's not that they don't get it. It's that the leader is not asking what their personal, professional, financial goals are. Every Listen, once a year, I revisit my team, and then we do it throughout the year, on what their professional, uh, financial and professional goals are. If, if I don't know that, I can't make sure they're aligned with me. Right. And so I find out what their goals are. Then from there we say okay, how can we align it with our goals? If their goals do not align with the team's goals, we need to make a move. And we need to help them find another job or what have you, or get it somehow get it aligned. That's where it is. It's not that they don't get it. It's just that their their goals aren't aligned. So that's right. why you have to get clear, lay it out on the table, communicate. And once you do that, it's like magic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I, th- I think that's definitely key communication. And like the thing is I- I'm young, I'm 24. I'm um, trying to run a business, I have a business partner, but the purpose of interviews like this are to learn because yeah, this is, this is like a free coaching session for me. Right. So yep. learning what other people are doing, what makes them successful and, and what their main points are. Right. I think like for you, it's communication, communicating your vision, your goals, and then removing the obstacles of what it doesn't align with that past person I just interviewed Garen Jones his is finding your true self finding what you're actually passionate about because a lot of people go through the day-to-day telling you they're passionate about their business and whatnot but they're only passionate about a really small part of it so just like you said the things within your business that you're not passionate about how can you delegate it or automate it or just eliminate it altogether? so all of this plays into together at one you know in one time but what I'm seeing is growing a business is not rocket science. It's just implementing these things, these principles that people say, success leaves clues. And I'm I'm speaking to myself here, but I'm also speaking to my audience that if you want to grow a business, I mean, just listen to what people say, don't think that you know the only way to get successful. I mean, yes, you can read it in books. Don't get me wrong, but are you really going to implement it? Right? I think when you invest in a coach and you have someone on you or a course, you know, start smaller, get a course. Uh, I think that holds more ground. Yep, yep, I agree, man. But go find out who has what you want and is where you want to be,
1: or are on the like they're on the way to where you want to go, and go talk to those people and learn from them. And the successful people will always help other people.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, I, I agree with that 100 percent too. A lot of these people that you know, when I, when I was first starting this podcast, uh, a lot of the people I was interviewing were bigger than, I, than people I would ever thought I would have been able to interview. And they were staying on after the podcast. and like, hey, how can I help you? How are you doing this? I know you're young. I know you're new to this. What are you doing? And I was like, man, I appreciate that. But then, you know, down the road, you start interviewing people and you get off the call. and I'm like, all right, see ya. <laughs> I'm like, all right, bye. You know, I'm not saying you have to do that. I'm just saying, you know, in general, I, I understand exactly what you're saying that successful people want to help. Um, but Mike, we're going to go ahead and start wrapping up. Uh, we talked about a lot here, a lot about breaking through obstacles, communication. What would be your number one piece of advice for the struggling entrepreneur who just wants to be able to scale their business to a way that lets them live the life they want to live?
1: I think the best thing to do is make sure if you're struggling, you got to make sure that what are you committed to? Ask yourself, what are you committed to or what are you not committed to? What are you not sold on? Right. Now, everybody's going to struggle, dude. It, are you talking about struggles like roadblocks and hurdles or are you talking about struggling with their attitude and, and, and commitment? That's, that's, that's got to be the question. Because right. if you're, you're struggling with commitment, your attitude, and your, your actions, you've got to figure out what you're not sold on. And then go back to figuring out what your vision is. Get committed. And then what your commitment, once you're committed, you'll start taking action and your attitude will be right. But that's where you have to start. And it's a it's a process, man. And if you go back, let's say you get on the journey here and you figure out something's not right, something doesn't feel right. You go back to the start and figure out what's not right and then do the process again. You know, and that's uh you know, I have a process called the Waymore method. And the Waymore method is Waymo with R E on the end of it, Waymore method. Each letter stands for something. So I teach this to people. And this is how I do my business. The W real quick, the W stands for what or where are you going? The A stands for assets, like what assets or tools do you have available to you? The Y stands for you. What are your strengths and weaknesses? What do you hate doing? What do you love doing? That's the passion thing you're talking about. The M stands for measure. You have to know your numbers. You have to know what your KPIs, your key performance indicators are. You have to know these things to be able to measure if you're doing good and look at your graphs. And the O stands for the one thing. What's the one thing that you can do right now that will give you the results and the biggest results as fast as possible? And then the last two letters, RE, stand for review and repeat is the R and the E stands for educate or train. We believe in educating and training every day. So we go through this cycle, way more method. And then once you find your one thing and you review and repeat, you do it again to figure out what your best things are that you could do right now that give you the best return on your time and your investment. And the beginning, remember, is W, where or what, and that's your vision. Mm-hmm. That's where you start.
0: I love it, man. I love that. And I think uh, I think it'd be very useful for my audience out there to take that and apply it to their own lives, even if you are not working with Mike directly, just to be self-aware. I think that's the biggest thing a lot of people struggle with nowadays is self-awareness. Where are you at? Where do you want to be? And what are you going to do to get there? And how committed okay. are you to that journey? But, Mike, I appreciate your time, man. Where can my audience find you on social media?
1: Well, I have a website called the Mike C Rock with no K, the Mike C Rock.com or at Mikey C Rock with no K. M-I-K-U-I-C-R-O-C on Instagram. And I do, by the way, I do one-on-one coaching, I have group coaching, and uh, you know, I have lots of ways to help people. And, you know, I would love to talk to any of your audience that has any questions. I'll do a free 15-minute consultation with them if they just DM me or reach out to me.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, just like Mike said, reach out to him on Instagram. I do know what you thought about the episode, but get that free 15 minute call. I think it's going to help a lot of people just get some more insight into their life, their business, and what they can do to scale it forward. But we're going to wrap up completely. Mike, I appreciate your time, man. And keep grinding. You're killing it.
1: Thanks for having me, Brady. Appreciate it, man. I'm glad to be connected with you now, man.
0: Yeah, appreciate it, man. Thanks for listening. I post episodes every Monday and Thursday at 6 a.m. Central Time, and they're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other major podcasting platform. Check out our social media link in the description and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'll catch you next time.